The Bowerman Awards happened this past weekend. Honestly, it was no surprise. We knew who was going to win, but someone did steal the show. And I want to talk about that in just a sec. Bro, running, Netflix, track and field, this can actually happen? Wait, hold on, bro. We got to get into that, like, real talk, like, really, though. Sophia Gorion, big headlines, a big double. She in the intro of this. You know it's, it's, no, it's true. Pete Julian's group got a new name. We gonna talk about that. I know it ain't the biggest running news this week, but we still got stuff for Running Room Report 15. I'm Joshua Potts. Let's get into it. So yes, I know, I know, I know I missed y'all Friday. I know I did. Hey, I'll be, I'm here though. I'm here though today, Monday. We back on the schedule. You feel me? Like I said, I want to get this consistent in January. May have some different formats in January, but we're still workshopping this. But I think this is just right now, great practice. And for y'all to hear it and listening at this point, like, it's just like, you rocking with this. Y'all rocking with this process and seeing the behind the scenes of where this can be and where we can go in the future. So I just want to thank you for that real second, just for listening in onto this week. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Let's get into the news, bro, because the Bowerman Awards did happen. They did happen. Before we get into that, let me just say this. Why are they happening now? Why, why is this happening now? It's literally December. Like, I don't know when NCAA Dragonville uh, Nationals was. Like, I don't even want to look it up because I'm just so disinterested of, like, why it's happening now. We knew who the winners were, like, before NCAAs. And, like, you're just letting us I don't know. That's kind of frustrating to me. But that's besides the point. That's besides the point. We already knew what was going to happen. A thing, Mo, Javon Harrison, get their Bowerman Award wins. Like, it happened. Like, we, we knew it was going to happen. They were both Olympians. They were both breaking records. Javon Harrison, first person ever to win the high jump and the long jump indoors and outdoors at NCAAs. And then a thing, Mo literally broke, like, six national records in her freshman season of track and field. Like, I, I think a thing, Mo is the most dominant, like, one-year NCAA athlete ever to step on campus. But that's just my take but getting more into like the Bowerman show and just the whole thing like the person that really stole the show for me was Turner Washington like this man up there talking about chicken shakes and hearing like his personality his take on chicken shakes and just consuming those let me, let me hear <laughs> y'all gotta hear this when was the last time we were in danger of that just out of curiosity <laughs> recently now and that's like the, the chicken shakes if y'all Gain, not can't gain weight, you gotta get on the chicken with shakes. Dee Hernandez, former strength coach, she taught me that. You just put two pounds in, blend it up, drink it. A chicken shake. Chicken wait, what? <laughs> I got stories. <laughs> of him I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask you about that. Honestly, I don't see that as a big menu seller. Well, you, you can add, you can add barbecue sauce, hot wing sauce. You got all the flavors. Okay, hang on just a quick. Why can't you just eat the piece of chicken? Because it takes too long. I don't have time for all that. <laughs> it takes too long. Yeah, it was just hilarious. He had me cracking up the whole time and just intrigued by him. And I'm just, after watching that interview, I'm like, I already knew what everybody was kind of like. But after watching that interview with Turner Washington and, uh, 
and and john anderson like i'm interested in this dude's career now like for real for real <laughs> but the biggest news for me and the biggest moment that came from the bowerman awards has to be from a thing mo when she was asked by john anderson like it seems ambitious that you want to run the 800 and the 400 at a world championships or at the olympics one day like doing that double is ambitious that what john anderson was asking her and this is what she responded with that seems ambitious. <laughs> I mean, I feel like track and field is changing for right. me, especially our generation. Like, you can do whatever you want. Like, you, you know, you have in your, in your mind, and it's going to happen. You know, it's not one of those type of things. Where it's like, oh, that sounds insane. I cannot. Like, you know, you can, you can say, like, wow, this is a world record. Let's, let's, let's get it done. So that's how yeah. I feel. I'm like, OK, I'm running the 800 meters. This is something that someone has done a couple years ago, but it's, and it seems insane, but mm -hmm. it's gonna be even more insane when you accomplish it. So that's how I'm yeah. feeling about things, you know? Oh. You see that? She basically just shrugged off the answer. She said, what? That's, that's just, it's normal now. And I really think this has happened because the emergence of like what Fred Curley has done this year. And then Michael Norman, like moving down to the 102 at pre-classic, like, it's just like, this is what it is now like we can do anything it doesn't matter and especially for someone like a thing mo like she's been already dominant at the club level she was dominant in high school now she's dominant in ncaa then she just comes first year i'm dominant here it's all like this is no same than running aau junior olympics like i can do the 800 400 double if i want like who's gonna stop me and so until someone stops her like go ahead thing go ahead thing thing go go ahead do your thing and i think it's just very apparent too and perfect that we have a thing and javon getting this award because javon's doing the same thing like he don't care let me just do the high jump and the long jump no one's else doing it but i'll still do it at the olympics on the highest stage and what he finished about like fifth in the high jump and then sixth in the long jump at like it wasn't the podium but to do that is incredible Okay, that first report was kind of long, but in the second one, I got to talk about this NAZ Elite. Not the biggest running news, especially if you're not uh, like a distance head, but seeing the fall, well, seeing the release or the recent changes in a NAZ Elite's roster is very surprising. We had Sid Vaughn, Rory Linklater's we had Sid Vaughn, Rory Linkletter, and Scott Fobble leaving the team this past week. And then we had Scott Smith of NAZ Elite retiring. That's four guys leaving the team. Ben Rosario sent out a message to all the fans and supporters of NAZ Elite stating that three have decided to leave the team and try something new for themselves. As a lifelong sports fan, that sounds totally normal to me and doesn't seem like a big deal. But I realized that you guys, the fans, get attached to our athletes, so I want to write a few words. He went on to say very great things about these athletes, even saying that like Scott Fobble is going to be like a first ballot Hall of Famer for NAZ Elite and everything and such. And even with uh, Scott Smith as well, like they set down the groundwork of NAZ Elite on the guy's side. And 
Crazy Elite has gone on to do great things. They have the Olympic Trials uh, U.S. Champion in Alif Alifine Tulamunk on the women's side. But I think what I got or what took away from Ben Rosario's address to the fans is that this isn't particularly about the guys racing well. Like, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. The girls have been killing it. Kellen Taylor, uh, Dan Danny Shanahan, Alifine Tulamunk, uh, Stephanie Bruce. The list can go on. Lauren Paquette. The girls have been killing it, but the guys haven't ran their best over the past year and a half, per se. But I think this this story and everything is more about how transparent NAZ Elite has been with this. Even when Steph Bruce tweeting out that from the beginning, Coach Ben and our team has been committed to transparency and sharing every part of the journey. And I can relate this directly back to Elaine Thompson this earlier about a month ago when she was about two months ago when she was saying, I'm not going to leave my training group of MVP. Like I'm going to be there. And there was rumors circulating that she was going to leave the team, but she denied and denied and denied it. And and then she just ended up leaving the team like it was just so messy in this case it just seems like a celebration and then leaving the team and like it's just it's just such a clean break and i i, I hate to make that comparison because i'm all like it's like distance between sprinters you know you feel me i, I don't want to make that comparison but it's just all like it's just such a more clean break and i love how nac elite does it Best of luck to Link Letter, Zabon, Fable, and even Smith on his retirement, and that they can find some success and find what they're looking for because they didn't find that NAZ Elite. NAZ Elite's cool. It's cool. All right, as we start winding down to the second half of the podcast, we just have some quick hitters kind of get through coming up. And first off, let's talk about this. Milrose Field is getting stacked. The Milrose at the Armory going down January 29th. The fields are getting more and more stacked. We just got announced that Christian Coleman is going to run a 60 at Milrose. I'm believing this is going to be his opener. So his return to action is going to be at Milrose in, in, in the 60 meter dash. That's what it's looking like right now on January. 29th you know that's on nbc too so always a big moment for the track world then also we have other stacked fields from a thing mo versus ajay wilson on january 29th we got cole hawker in the watermaker mile as well as ella Perrier, saint pierre in the watermaker mile as well and then we got krauser versus kovacs in the shot put on january 29th so the milrose fields are getting even more stacked i'm pretty sure we're gonna hear more and more people coming in to race at this event and the one group that i hope comes is union athletics club like i i bet a lot of y'all don't know who that is but that is the new group of pete julian formerly known as the organ project because they branched out after albert sarzar's whole allegations and everything and pete julian's group who was coaching like the mid-distance guys branched out into union athletics club highlighted now by donovan brazier raven rogers jessica hole and craig angles craig angles it seemed like he was up in the air i wasn't sure if he's going to be turning back but on union athletics club their instagram craig angles has a pick so congrats to craig angles for figuring all that out jordan is is also in that group as well and then we got charlie hunter the new recently ad that oregon alum coming into the group i don't really like the name union athletics club i'm gonna be real with y'all i'm gonna be real with you but hey, I'm glad y'all got something now. We got something that we can brand you with. It's cool. It's cool. But I don't like man. We could Peach Dragons were way more interesting to me. Shout out Jeff Merrill. All 
All right, we got some results from this weekend, though. Not that much results because there wasn't that much going on, but Sophia Gorion had an insane double. The junior went out there for the junior in high school, ran a 3,000 at the armory in 955.5, then came back and ran a 455.45. That is fast. This 800 runner is one of the youngest competitors ever at the U.S. Olympic trials this past summer when she raced in the 800 meters. This just two weeks ago at BU, she ran a 204. 800 indoors and also came back and ran a 39.55-300. Sophia Corian is in shape. I'm telling you, that 9.55 is basically like a 10.40. Like, bro, she's running the real deal. And this is really making Tracksmith's New Year's Eve gala really more interesting because at there, there's going to have a girls' high school mile with Roisin Willis, Juliet Whitaker, and Sophia Corian. And if you guys don't remember, this past summer at the Olympic trials, all three of them, all three of them were high schoolers in the 800 meters trying to qualify for the Olympics Juliet Whitaker got the farthest but it's just gonna be really interesting to see this showdown go down in the race in a mile and I, I'm thinking Juliet is gonna be the favorite in this since she just raced that full locker she has the most strength she ran under 445 for the mile before like two years ago so like I'm thinking she's gonna be in the best shape for this but Sophia like she in track shape she like she ran the spikes she ready her spikes are sharpened up and ready to go it's gonna be really interesting we're gonna talk about that more on the two black runners podcast coming up in two weeks in our interview with nick willis so look out for that for sure then our next report bro sev co was on the Sidious mag podcast having a discussion with chris chavez and kyle merber talking about just all everything in sport you guys should really check out that episode it's good they did a great job but the main thing that was interesting for me that i had to bring to y'all was that sev co brought up the idea of a potential like documentary series with track and field if you guys don't know sev co is the president of world athletics and during their podcast with chris chavez chris brought up formula one racing and their driving their drive to survive series on netflix with formula one and Seb Cove, interesting as well, interesting in Formula One. And he says that they're in the works right now doing a documentary about track and field. I don't know if it's going to be on Netflix. I don't know what streaming platform, Disney Plus or whatever, or Hulu, whatever. But just the idea that Ward Athletics, like the biggest company in the world for track and field, has the idea of, of the documentary coming to life. Like, I'm with it. I think this has the potential to save the sport, to bring more interest in the sport. And, like, believe it or not, like, more people are interested in track and field than ever before. Cross country and track and field is, like, top five U.S. largest high school sports. So, like, people have ran track before. And if they see it definitely on, like, a Netflix or a Hulu or something like that, and it's intriguing, let's say on Shakari Richardson, like, come on, bro. Like, people are going to in, tune in. People are going to watch. And just because, like, everyone can relate to running in some type of way. And a lot of people have ran track and field wherever you can go. Now... coming up we're rounding out the episode that was kind of clean that was kind of clean but as we get through this we just got running news i care about this is where i'd say pretty much anything in running and first off i got two things baton talk is out now go ahead watch that on youtube baton talk at east bay cross country nationals for your favorite two black runners aaron potts and super hop aaron potts super hop potts and joshua potts we go ahead do our thing check that out and then in and out the podcast, I just want to send my condolences to the Shear family. Matt Shear passed away earlier this month. He was one of, if not the greatest, 
pacer in general of all time. He paced the 800, paced David Radisha to several records. He was also Oregon alumni. He was the COO of Runner Space as well. So just want to send my condolences to the Shear family and everybody that's been grieving, that's been close to Matt Shear. All I've heard and all I've seen is good things about this guy. I looked up to him when I was coming up and seeing what he was able to do for the sport of running just through like pacing. So um, yeah, I just want to say condolences to the families and everybody that was close to Matt Shear. Praying for y'all, bro. Praying for the family. And yeah, see y'all see y'all next time on R15.